Good morning, everybody. Good we're morning. so glad you're here and braving the elements outside. Uh, we'd like to worship. Would you stand and sing with us, please? Welcome to worship and to those brave souls who are sitting outside. This is the third Sunday of Advent, and it's so good that we can be here together to praise the Lord. Please continue to contact the office to make reservations for Sunday service. And the deadline to make reservations for Christmas Eve is this Thursday. December the 17th. Please call the office to reserve your seats for either the 4, 5, 6, or 7 p.m. services. 
Today and next Sunday, the children will be selling the ornaments that they've made for their fundraiser. So be sure to stop by and purchase one or two or four or whatever. <laughs> Today is one of those special days of our Advent worship. Our worship will be in song this morning with our cantata, Bethlehem's Child, by Victor Johnson and Lloyd Larson, and we hope you enjoy it. Now it is time to light the Advent candles. Isaiah 35.10 says, And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. We light this candle as a symbol of Christ our joy. May the joyful promise of your presence, O God, make us rejoice in our hope of salvation. O come, O come, Emmanuel. The scripture reading from today comes from John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, he who, come, he who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known the word of God for the people of God. Now let us join together. Merciful God, we thank you for this week's blessings. Once again, you have made everything wonderful for us, your children, to enjoy.
guide us with your Holy Spirit, that we might remain humble and in your service. As we lift our voices in song today, remind us to always use our voices to sing your praises and to give you thanks. May we always reflect your mercy, your goodness, and your light, that we might make your kingdom known to all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We gather to worship Christ, the newborn King. Jesus, the one foretold by prophets hundreds of years before his birth. One of the prominent themes of the Christmas story is that of hope. It was this hope that sustained the chosen people of God, the nation of Israel, as they awaited the promised Messiah. The prophet Isaiah had assured them that their hope would be realized in a child and that this child would be called Emmanuel. God with us. 
The hope of the ages resided then, as it does today, in the promised Son of God. Isaiah once said that God's ways are not our ways. God's thoughts are not our thoughts. Never is that more evident than in the Christmas story. Rulers, kings, and anointed leaders typically arrive from places of prominence with royal announcements and pedigrees. But in the birth of Christ, nothing follows normal protocol. The prophet Micah foretold of the tiny village of Bethlehem from which the promised Messiah would come. But until that day arrived, Israel impatiently waited in darkness and despair, longing for an end to the seemingly endless night.
A young couple from the small village of Nazareth, Joseph and Mary, were engaged to be married when they had an unexpected encounter with God. Angelic visits to each of them individually confirmed the unimaginable they had been chosen by the creator of the universe to become the earthly parents to the long-awaited Messiah. Once this child was born, they were to name him Jesus, for he would save his people. Initially overwhelmed at this unexpected news, they willingly accepted the call of God to be his humble servants.
When Mary was nearing the end of her pregnancy, Caesar Augustus issued a decree for a census to be taken of the entire Roman world. Each family was to return to their ancestral home for registration. Joseph, taking Mary, returned to his hometown of Bethlehem, the city of David. Upon arrival, they took up temporary residence in a stable because they had been unable to find a place to stay. While they were there, Mary gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger. On this night, the holy child, heaven's child, the son of God, had come to earth. It was an ordinary night on a Judean hillside just outside of Bethlehem 
where there were shepherds keeping watch over their flocks. Shepherds were unlikely candidates for earth-shattering news, but this was a night like none other. Suddenly, the blackness shone with extraordinary light as an angel proclaimed to them the news of Christ's birth. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. The skies were instantly filled with a great company of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. The shepherds immediately went with haste to Bethlehem to see this newborn child. Upon arriving at the stable, the shepherds did indeed witness what the angel had told them. A young mother and father, a humble manger stall, and the newborn holy child. All who heard the story of what the shepherds had witnessed were amazed. The young maiden Mary, chosen mother of God, treasured all of this in her heart. As Bethlehem slept, the king of ages had come into the very world his tiny hands had once helped create. Earthly parents and shepherds could only marvel at the miracle before them. Thank you. 
The story of Christmas, God becoming human, is filled with the unlikeliest of elements. Only God could conceive such a plan. He chose an unlikely setting for this story, the tiny village of Bethlehem. An unlikely couple as supporting characters in this story, Joseph and Mary. God chose an unlikely audience through which to broadcast the news of Christ's birth, common shepherds. And he chose a newborn infant as a lead character in this life-changing story of redemption, love, and grace. Jesus, the holy child of Bethlehem, this is the compelling story of Christmas. This is the miraculous story of Bethlehem's child.
Again, folks, it's so good to see you this morning. Grace and peace and love go with you in this season and on out into the world. Pass it around. God bless you.